On this episode of Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. Hi, welcome to Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. I'm Matt. And I'm Quinn. And this is our Christmas episode. Yay! Yay! Quinn, I just ate roughly 1,000 homemade cinnamon rolls, so all I want to do is jump under the covers and hibernate until January 1st, 2021. But it's Christmas, and we've got to podcast for the listeners, and we have a special Christmas episode today. And uh, before we get right into our Christmas movie, I wanted to um, mention something that I noticed this year, um, Christmas song-wise. For some reason, I heard Jimmy Durante's version of Frosty the Snowman a lot this season. The one with, like, the child? Yeah, it's a little kid, and she's talking to Uncle Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Durante is apparently her uncle. Uh, But something I noticed that I never noticed in lyrics before is uh, um, Mr. Durante sings at one point, uh, this is about the children, Uh, this is when they realize Frosty has come to life. Uh, He says, and I quote, and were they surprised when he rolled his eyes and he came to life that day? Rolled his eyes? It seems like, I was like, what, what a jerk move. Like a real hipstery Santa. Like, oh boy, look at these kids I got to hang around with. I mean, these kids just gave you the gift of life, Frosty, and you're yeah. going to roll your eyes? I don't know. I didn't like that. Um, so uh, Frosty the Snowman specifically. He's a jerk. Yeah, he's a, he is a jerk. A huge one. So that song specifically, Jimmy Durante's version Straight to the bottom of my Christmas uh, song list this year. Are there were there any songs that uh, you heard this year that you hated, or are there any Christmas songs that you hate? Yes. What <laughs> which one do you specifically? I hate? like totally hate Santa Baby. Yes, that I know. And every time we heard Santa Baby, me and uh, me and Quinn's mom, being the compassionate, loving parents we are, we would turn it up and say, "Hey, Quinn, Santa Baby's on." <laughs> You're <laughs> and evil. She, yeah. Why don't you like Santa Baby? It's just, I don't, it's just weird. It's just weird? You don't like even Madonna's voice? That's not. <laughs> she sings like a cartoon. Yeah. Um, are there any Christmas songs that you've enjoyed this year? Um, Run Run Ring, Run Run, that's. You like Run Run Rudolph? No, that song's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, I don't, that's another one that it's, that's always been kind of at the bottom of my list. So that one remains at the bottom. Uh, maybe a little above Frosty. At least Rudolph isn't uh, rolling his eyes like some sure. kind of hipster jerk. Um, I kind of discovered a song that I couldn't get enough of this year, and I know every time I wanted to listen to it, you gave me a hard time, and that's Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. I have a really, I have a favorite song this year, too. Though. Okay, we'll get to it. I wanted to say, though, I love Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. Any moment where it was quiet in our house and there was no Christmas music playing, I thought, why isn't Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson playing? I would ask Alexa to play it. She would. I would I would just love it. And oftentimes I would ask her to repeat it. Uh, it's not even really the lyrics that I think, honestly, the lyrics might be a little um, depressing because it's about being alone on Christmas Day and everything. It's kind of the structure of the song. It's the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
um, Take Me Home for Christmas. Ta- who sings Take Me Home for Christmas? Uh, something in Shay. Something in Shay. Yeah. And Something in Shay. Uh, what is it about Take Me Home for Christmas do you like? I don't know. I just like it. It's good. Okay. Well, there you go. A ringing endorsement for Something in Shay's Take Me Home for Christmas. You know what other song I heard a lot of this year that I actually... Most years I'm kind of like, whatever. This year I really enjoyed um, Last Christmas. Mm. And I actually heard three different versions. And I liked two of the three. I liked the original George Michael version. Um, Bring me some figgy pudding. Bring me some... I think you're confused. I don't think George Michael ever demands figgy pudding in Last Christmas. (laughs) No, but that's another Um, And then I liked Taylor Swift's version. But then there's the version from the TV show Glee that I don't like so much because I actually don't like to think about the TV show Glee. It kind of reminds me of how everybody on that show is dead now, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, plus, that that's that show has got to get the award for the show that was so good that got so bad so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not here to talk about Glee. I don't think that's an award. <laughs> I think it should be an award. Um and yes, Quinn was mentioning, I think you're going back to songs we didn't like. We listened to Bing Crosby demanding figgy pudding one day driving home. And uh, that's a really, uh, that's kind of a disturbing, dark song. A uh, little bit behind the scenes, before we're recording this uh, Christmas podcast for you, Quinn opened her Christmas presents. And would you say you had a good Christmas? Yeah. She got something specifically right now, an assortment of uh, toenail and fingernail polishes. And what color did you decide to go on? Uh, let me point out, you asked me what I think you should do, and you... It didn't, didn't look good. <laughs> it didn't like look good. got you all watery. Okay, so which one is this? What, it's what is like this a metallic, um, it was like a metallic teal. Metallic teal? But aren't they all, they're Harry Potter themed, aren't they? they oh no, not. this one's not. None of them are Harry Potter themed. I thought they were Harry Potter themed ones. No. Well, she got you got some Harry Potter themed uh, makeup right today. Oh. Yeah, so um, she's she got some makeup. It's she's growing. They grow up, everybody. They grow up so fast. So this Christmas, embrace your children. And say I love you. Please, if you have to put on makeup, don't don't grow up too fast. Anyway, it looks very pretty. I like it. <laughs> it's it very looks pretty. Weird, I like though. it. Um, I think it's a lovely shade of metallic green. It's blue. Quinn, clearly I don't know colors. (laughs) I told you I'm high on cinnamon rolls right now. Um, Well, something special also before we get to our movie that we wanted to uh, give you guys, because you've been so good to us this year, is I was able to get um, a handful of celebrities to record Christmas messages um, for our listeners. And so we're going to play the first celebrity Christmas message right now. celebrity get i couldn't even tell you how how that happened but that of course was the character of cat from my favorite tv from quinn's favorite tv show victorious and uh i should i should stress that is the character cat that is not ariana grande that was the character cat and i'm really um thankful that she could come in and record a christmas message and we got two more huge celebrities so stay tuned to the podcast at least for that um 
But, I mean, I hope you've tuned in to hear me and Quinn uh, talk about a thing we watched. After all, this is Matt and Quinn watched a thing. And this Christmas, our very first Christmas podcast, we watched a Christmas classic. And that movie was... Home Alone! Home Alone. Now, before we even started watching Home Alone, Quinn told me that the kids in, in her school told her that... What did they say the best Home Alone was? Three. So there you go, old people. Home Alone 3 is apparently the best Home Alone. You should feel very old and very, very bad about yourself. Uh, but we watched the first Home Alone starring Macaulay Culkin and Catherine O'Hara and John Hurd and John Candy and, of course, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Quinn, what is the movie Home Alone about? It's about this um, child. It's about Kevin. He gets left at the house without his family and he thinks he made them disappear. And um, there are these two criminals on the loose. and um, That would be Marv and Harry, the wet bandits. He realized, um, he realized that they wanted to come into his house, so he was trying to protect his house. That is a great rundown of Home Alone 1. <laughs> also, without knowing it, that's a great rundown of Home Alone 2. And you know what I'm guessing? It's probably a great synopsis of Home Alone 3. And 4. <laughs> and 4 and 5 and all the way through 18 because there are 18 Home Alone there movies. Are? There are 18 Home Alone. Yeah. One of them's animated. Uh, two of them take place in a future overrun by robots. Wait, wait, wait. One of them is animated? Uh-huh. Two of them take place in a future overrun by robots. Uh, I think there's one that takes place in space. And there's definitely one that is all puppets made out of uh, vegetables and meat. So maybe we'll watch all of them on the show. Maybe, maybe next year, 2021, we'll, we'll devote an entire month to all 18 Home Alone movies. Uh, Quinn, what, what would you do if you woke up this morning, this Christmas morning, mm-hmm. and you were here all by yourself? I'd freak out. You'd freak out? Would you totally freeze up? Yes. And not do anything? Or would you take Kevin as your example? Kevin doesn't just freeze up. What does he do? He goes out and he buys a toothbrush. He go he uh he goes grocery shopping. He befriends an old man in a church. He makes a series of traps that would utterly destroy uh somebody uh, and kill them even. Uh, but you you would just you would just freeze up. I don't think you would. I think you're much stronger than you give yourself credit for. I'd call somebody on a phone. <laughs> well, that's true. What did you? But did... I thought that I couldn't do that because if I was in the same situation as Kevin, the phones didn't work. Right, he didn't have a phone. But here's why Home Alone doesn't quite work as well today, and probably why it wouldn't be nearly as fun. Cell phones. I don't have a cell phone. I know you don't, but in in <laughs> in this world that we live in, people have cell phones. Cool, awesome people have cell phones. You're me. You don't have a cell phone because you're a child. We've talked I'm about nine. this. nine. Well, nine still is a child in my book. Excuse me. Let me check my book. Where's my book? Um, oh, here it is. Let me see. Let me flip through the book real quick. Table of contents. That's right. Hang on. Just give me one second. I'm pretty good at looking through the book. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. So yes. Here, here it is. Yes, in my book, nine years old is still a child. I'm sorry, that's what my book says. Now, other people's books may say something different. In my book, I have your book of mishaps, Matt's book of mishaps, in my pocket. This is going way out of... We should really stay focused on the Christmas episode, but here, get your book out. Let's see. Oh, she's getting her book out. 
Oh, here it is. All right. Let's see. Now, where's... This is Matt's book of mishaps? Yeah. I don't know how I should feel that you have a book full of my mishaps. You told me to write it down. <laughs> okay. Um, so, this one says that this morning he claimed he was going to the bathroom and he decided to go back to sleep. <laughs> well, that's not a mishap. Yes, it is. I didn't go upstairs to go to the bathroom and then trip and fall into bed. I purposely got back into bed. Folks... It's Christmas time. Uh, we just got up a little too early this morning. That well, anyway, seven. seven is way too early, and a lot of our adult audience would agree with me. Now, the fun thing about Home Alone, really, is um, the most fun thing. There's a lot of good stuff in it, but the most fun thing is Kevin befriending an old man. Uh, I can't think of anything more fun and rewarding than um, befriending an old person. And so I kind of wanted to tell um, a couple stories, seven stories that I wrote down. No. Um, many are very long. So if you want to sit back, I want to tell you about all the times I um, had some very fun and rewarding experiences with um, old people. So let's start when I was, I was nine years old. I met a, Quinn, you look, you look disinterested. You don't think the fun part of Home Alone is him befriending the old man? No. Oh, you mean like defend his home with yeah. a series of fun traps? Yeah. That's the fun part? Yeah. You said fun in the sentence. Fun traps. I did say fun in the sentence, and I, I don't remember saying fun that much thinking about old people. In fact, none of these seven stories in, says the word fun at all. Maybe, um, I'll let you decide. Do you want me to skip the stories of yes. the old people? Wow, you didn't even let me finish the question. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about the traps. I think... I think the most fun way to talk about it is this. I thought this was pretty important. What Now, these traps are very... How would you describe them? Like, complex for an eight-year-old. So there, you find them a little complex. He was able to put these together. Because do we, we don't really get a sense that Kevin is... Very smart. <laughs> we don't get or, a sense that he's dumb either. We don't but. get a sense that he's oopidstay. He's not doing a, he's not like, we don't, we aren't introduced to him like we're introduced to Pee Wee and say Pee Wee's Big Adventure where he's created all these um, crazy devices to just pour him Mr. T cereal. Yeah. We see him stomping around and being a brat uh, and angry because he can't get his cheese pizza. Uh, he doesn't seem like a kid who has much of an um, inner life. He's not very introspective, but he makes these um, amazing traps. No, but more what I was asking is one fun thing that me and Quinn did, and this, there's nothing more fun than this, is we decided as we watched, because it really is, the level of violence is so heightened, it's almost cartoony. Uh, Harv and um, Marty, what are their names? I don't know. <laughs> Harry and Marv. Uh, there's no way they could survive these traps. So a fun thing me and Quinn did is we decided to, um, we decided we would tell each other when we think in real life they would die. when Harv would die, at what point Harv would be killed, and at what point Harry, not Harv, Marv and Harry. I keep wanting to say Harv and Mary. There was not a female one. These were strictly two very disturbed men. Uh, so I'm going to go first with uh, Harry. No, no, Marv. Is he the is he like the really tall and skinny one? Oh my god, this is embarrassing. Hang on. So let's start with Marv. 
He's played by Daniel Stern. He's the tall one. I'm going to go first. Uh, the moment I think I feel that Marv would be um, would die is almost immediately <laughs> when he is going down the basement steps and slips on the ice on the basement steps. He It seems very clear to me he f- would fall on the stairs, hit the back of his head, and would immediately die. However, Quinn made me rethink it a bit. He does actually get into the basement, but is then subsequently smashed in the face with an, crowbar. with an iron. Well, yeah. his crowbar falls on his head. Yeah. That's true. Uh, further damaging his skull. Yeah. And then he finally gets cracked right in the face by an iron. And so I That's will say, at that point, Quinn and I have agreed, the moment Marv is struck upon the face with an iron is he where is he dead. would die. So rest in peace, Marv. Um, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Harry, where, what moment do you think Harry, in real life, would meet his demise? We actually thought he got pretty far. Yes. Um, I think he got in the door, and I think that he got pretty close to the end, but not to the end. Okay, so what moment do you think would his ultimate... I got a couple choices for him. Either him getting smashed in the face with a paint can... Oh, that was at, like, the very end. Right. He got, like you said, he almost made it through the madhouse. Yeah. Or, let's say, well, I guess that would be the answer, because I was going to say the other would be, like, he makes it. He's in horrible amounts of pain. There's, there's, he's bleeding inside. Uh, he's fading out. Uh, he, you know, he he's, he's got tunnel vision. And then Marv hits, hits him, him on the, the chest s- with a crowbar. Yeah. Would, would probably crack his ribs, break his sternum. I think Harry makes it pretty far. I think he makes it to the paint cans. I think he makes it to the paint cans. I think we're going to give him to the paint cans. A valiant effort. Uh, but um, that's a little morbid for Christmas. So why don't we just say what, uh, in the movie, what our, uh, what was the trap that grossed you out the most? Um, The nail. Even though I didn't watch it. Because apparently, does it like show him almost stepping on it and then it go to the house and you just see him scream? Oh, it, it shows him slowly step on the nail and then fall down the stairs. That's that is um, Marv, who steps on a nail. I think that's the most disgusting. Or I, I either think that one or the ornaments. Quinn and I are on the same page. Painful. There's so much foot. There's, there's so much gleeful foot mutilation in this movie, and it's yeah. all horrifying. If you even think about it, too, Kevin talks about early in the movie that he was making ornaments out of fish hooks yeah. in the uh, garage. Ooh. So it could be he's stepping on ornaments made of glass and fish hooks. And that is I think bone chilling. Because I think that's what he was um, putting on his, uh, his tree that he cut down. Exactly. That's right. Isn't that horrifying? That's horrifying. Quinn just had her eyes were wide and she looked like she was going to puke. I feel like I'm going to puke up all those cinnamon rolls that he ate. You know, I also. Bob says you're not. She's not cleaning it up. You're cleaning it up yourself. I know. I also ate about a pound of chicken bacon. That's right. Chickens have bacon now. I didn't have any chicken bacon. You didn't, no. folks at home. Uh, if there's any, if there's any representatives from a chicken bacon company listening, we would totally uh, use take you some. use you as a sponsor. Yeah, and, or we or we just take some. Um, so let's uh, also say that Catherine O'Hara, the great Catherine O'Hara. Uh, she also spends a lot of the movie trying to get home to Kevin. Uh, she's a wonderful mother. But really what we wanted to talk about with you, because it's so Christmassy, is the violence and death uh, of Home Alone. Uh, I will say this. I have not seen Home Alone since I was a kid. And I used to watch it all the time. Uh, I honestly, 
there were parts of the movie that didn't hold up when I was a kid because they didn't make sense to me. One being Kevin, uh, just Kevin. He's very charming, but again, he creates that whole par- party scene in one part where that makes uh, Harry and Marv think they're home. Uh, and he pulls that off way too easily. And he's really good with that rewinding and playing yes. that movie, like too good, like movie good. Yeah. And that never even made sense to me when I was a kid. But to me, Home Alone holds up. And I think it's really great. And I would put it up against Home Alone 3 any day. So you can tell all the little kids okay. in your kindergarten class that... I'm in fourth grade! <laughs> Quinn, what did you think of Home Alone? This was your first time watching. Should I give it a rating? Yeah, sure. Eight and a half. Eight and a half what? Stars? Stars. I'm going to give it eight and a half paint cans to the face. <laughs> all right, well, let's take a quick break. And actually, here's celebrity number two to wish you a whatever they're going to wish. I haven't listened to this. So celebrity number two, go right ahead. Hey, this is Jane from either season three or four of Kids Baking Championship. I can't remember right now. When I'm not making Pat a shoe, I'm listening to Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. It's my favorite podcast to listen to when I'm making delicious cakes, brownies, cookies, and Pat a shoe. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. And um, thanks for watching TV. Well, this is going to be the last uh, podcast of 2020, so I thought we could um, take a look back at this past year. It was a it was a difficult year, I think, for everyone. Uh, I don't know if any of you out there had heard, but there's there was a thing called COVID nineteen, and um, it was a pretty uh, pretty bad pretty bad scene. Uh, a lot of restaurants closed down. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, you couldn't really go anywhere, see your friends, go to school. Uh, you had to work from home, um, which led to a lot of, you know, unplanned naps. And uh, those are never good. So uh, I want to take a look back at 2020, kind of look back at the uh, the good parts of it. Because it wasn't all bad. I mean, there was some good stuff, right? No, <laughs> when shaking her head, no. Uh, first, I want to, I personally want to, and I think Quinn wants to as well, kind of give a shout out to uh, the people who helped us get through this terrible year. Quinn, were the, was there anybody who like helped you get through this just awful dumpster fire of a year? Yeah. Who? Who helped you out? Donald J. Trump. Don- <laughs> and how did Donald J. Trump help you I'm through this kidding. year? Oh, okay. Um, uh, my parents and me. Oh, so you, you'd say you found some... St- well, one, thank you. I'm glad that... I'm glad that you... Uh, or recognizing what I did to help you have a good 2020. And uh, you found maybe found some strength within yourself yeah. that you didn't know you had. Yeah, it's been tough for you because I know how much you love going to school and seeing your friends. Oh, and, and Donald Trump for Donald also. John President. All the, all the work he did to help you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, you know, and I want to give a shout out to, you know, my wife and my daughter really helped me get through. 2020. I don't know how I would have made it without them. But more importantly, um, probably the person who helped me the most was uh, was Dan Levy. Um, let's go do something you'll miss about 2020. I'll, I'll go first. You know, honestly, I was talking about how bad it was. Uh, I'm going to miss saying that it was it's 2020. Like, hey, it's 2020. Because that always sounded really futuristic to me. 
Um, like we were living in, bless you, bless you. Like we were, bless you this day. Like we were living in future times. Cause like when I was a kid, if you went to see a movie and it was the future, it was the year 2020. So I'm going to miss being able to talk like I'm in future times. What are you going to miss about 2020? Nothing. Nothing. Well, this was supposed to be the positive, positive oh. segment of the podcast where we made people feel good. But you know, I think there's a lot of people in the same boat as you, Quinn. But there were some highlights. There was a lot of bad stuff, but there were some highlights. And I thought me and Quinn would go through Let's some highlights. Nothing. Of, yeah, I know. Go through some highlights of our year. First, I, I want to say one of my first highlights was discovering um, this stuff that's affectionately known as red bag chicken from Aldi. Um, it is literally, this is not a joke now. A lot of what we do in here is joking good times, but this is not a joke. It's delicious. Folks, Quinn said it right there. Go to Aldi, get this chicken in the red bag put it in your air fryer your toaster oven your oven whatever you do fry that sucker up nice and crispy then you're going to get yourself a brioche bun you can butter it and toast it if you want the spicy one or the um no i'm going this is the red bag chicken this is the regular chicken Mm -hmm. you're going to get that chicken you're going to put some pickles on the bottom of that brioche bun you're going to put that chicken patty on top you're going to eat it it's chick-fil-a without the guilt you know a lot of times Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A's values and my values don't add up. So it's, I'm not always, yeah, I don't always want to spend my money at Chick-fil-A. And if you do, that's fine. This is not a political podcast, except for Quinn praising President Donald John president for all he did for her in 2020. Yeah, he did nothing. Usually we, usually we keep it non-political. Uh, but you know, me and me and the people, the people at Chick Fil A don't always see eye to eye, so I don't always want to spend my money there. And plus, where we live, we live in the American South. If it's not Sunday, the Chick Fil A drive-through line is ridiculously long all the time. So even if I didn't have any problems with them, I wouldn't go to Chick Fil A because you got to wait forever. This tastes like a Chick Fil A sandwich, one hundred percent. And if you eat one and you don't agree with me, uh, we'll. Um, We'll do nothing because <laughs> then maybe you just you, you didn't like it. But red bag chicken is one of the huge highlights of this year for me. It got me through some very tough times. The, the red bag chicken. Red bag chicken. Quinn, what's a highlight of your 2020? Christmas. And this Christmas. Christmas was a highlight for Quinn. That's cool. Why? Because it was fun. Another highlight of my 2020 was meeting all the fellow comic book fans that I did on Instagram this year, the Instagram comic book community, um, a great group of people, um, really fun to talk to and, and kind of share, uh, pictures with online. Uh, not only was it nice meeting them, you know, I was actually, I've been uh, accepted into a, a group affectionately known as the cover art crew. And we put together cover art challenges for our fellow comic Nobody book nerds. Yeah, well, if if you get on Instagram and you want to um if you want to participate in one of our cover art challenges, we do one every month and it's a lot of fun. And a lot of good guys and girls put those together. And also claim sales. I discovered Instagram claim sales this year and uh that's when you go online, people are selling comics, you claim them, you buy them from these $1. wonderful A lot of times they're $1, yeah. I like to go to the dollar claim sales. And I've just been getting packages from all over the United States all 2020 long full of really great comics. I got some from Canada, in fact. Um, in like five days. Really great people. Surprising. And really great comics. And that's been a huge highlight of 2020. Uh, Quinn, any, any uh, you were saying something about... I get to wear pajamas all day when I'm at home. 
She gets to wear pajamas all day, and Quinn loves that. Although Quinn loves wardrobe changes really in general. <laughs> so she can just spend her whole days uh, just in perpetual wardrobe changing mode. Uh, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Well, um, I mean, another highlight for me was starting this podcast with my daughter. I have a lot of fun showing her movies that I love. And she's shown me movies that she loves that I'd never seen before and really enjoyed. And I love recording. Never seen Titanic. <laughs> No, why would you think that was the one I had? No, Tall Girl. Anyway, uh, it's been a lot of fun recording with her uh, and watching movies with her and joking around with her. Quinn, I think she's genuinely funny. She's very, very hard to record these podcasts with. But when she focuses, she does a great job. There's a whole lot of editing that goes into these. But I wouldn't trade this for the world. It's something really fun to do with Quinn. And I'm very proud of her. And I love her very much. It's getting a little sappy. And I think I'd be crying now if I wasn't so full of cinnamon rolls. Um, but I love that we started the podcast. It's super fun. And uh, <laughs> and Quinn just poked my stomach as if I were popping Freesh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Because, yeah, I ate, I, I can't stop. I, it's not even, I'm not even pretending to do it. It just happens. You eat a certain amount of cinnamon rolls, your belly gets out and... Oh, that was a highlight, too. The website we found yes. <laughs> where it was three different doughboys and you press on his tummy and there's three different laughs. <laughs> that might be the number one highlight. Yes. You want to put that as our number one highlight? Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. It's embarrassing. <laughs> well, anyway, those were our highlights. I also had a couple more. Our Disney trip right at the beginning of the pandemic. One of the best Disney trips ever that we went on. Because <laughs> uh, we, I got to go on Flights of Passage. We got to do Rise of the Resistance. And, he uh, cried on flight of passage. I did cry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> mm -hmm anymore. Uh, and oh, and this year I got to almost have. I got to come as close to the Thanksgiving I've always dreamed of. We had an enchilada Thanksgiving. I've always dreamed of having an Indian food Thanksgiving, and maybe next year. <laughs> Quit poking my stomach. What happens when I poke your stomach? Well, we've got one more celebrity who wants to slide in here, slide into your DMs and give you a little Christmas message. He's going to do that, and then we'll be back with our final uh, goodbyes for this uh, 2020, the first Christmas episode of our podcast. Ho, 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 this is Santa Claus. When I'm delivering presents all around the world, I listen to many podcasts. <laughs> but my favorite is Joe Rogan. I know that might surprise you. After all, our politics aren't similar, but Mr. Rogan does enjoy sleeping in a sensory deprivation chamber, and so does Santa. <laughs> But I also take time out every Christmas Eve to listen to Madden Quinn watch a thing. Whatever that is. Ha ha ha! Donner and Blitzen. Well, that's the last uh, episode of the year for Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. 
Uh, it was a good first year. Uh, I'm pretty proud of the work we put out, uh, and I uh, just want to wish you, Quinn, a uh, Merry Christmas. Um, I wish I could send Christmas messages to all our lovely listeners, um, but I don't have your email addresses. Uh, but if you want to send us holiday uh, greetings, messages, uh, cards, things of that nature, our email address is Q at gmail.com. And we'll try to respond to those uh, or read them on a future podcast. Um, we might have one more Christmas mini hidden in the house somewhere. I'm not sure. Uh, one more mini podcast. I don't know. We'll see. Um, that's a big if. <laughs> Uh, but finally, um, you know, all those Christmas goodies that we ate today, all the cinnamon rolls, and I ate a bunch of chicken bacon, like I said. I ate a lot of spinach. Yeah, Quinn makes these um, these things she calls spinach babies. They're, they're these little phyllo dough cups, and they got spinach and feta and what else? Onion? Onion and tomato. And tomato in them. They're so good. I ate a whole bunch of those. You know, after all that, you know what I think? I think uh, I need a nice long walk, uh, like, like one described in The Lengthy Walk of Death by E.L. Fudge. It's uh, The Long Walk by Stephen King. Are, are you sure? Yeah, I We're going to have to look that up, folks. Anyway, this is Matt and Quinn. Signing off. Signing off for 2020, saying Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas, bye-bye, everybody. And that was our fourth celebrity, Elvis Presley. <laughs> All right, bye everyone.